Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit All right, so Matt, I was, I was telling a family member the other day that um, I was having trouble paying our water bill, and they sent me a Get Well Soon card. <laughs> That's pretty good. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. (laughs) All right, everybody, here we are again. And Matt, are you doing all right tonight? Oh, I'm doing so good. Excellent. I'm doing so good. Excellent. So, um, for for you guys that don't know, we're supposed to be dark this week, but in Graveyard Tales fashion, Matt and I don't like being dark for two weeks in a row. Um, so, by being dark, that's a week that we usually take to, you know, either, either have a little bit of time off, which that's not normal because we're usually researching and stuff like that during it. But it's an, uh, a time in our schedule where we don't have ads scheduled. So we are dark that week. Well, sometimes it happens where we're dark two weeks in a row. And Matt and I are just, you know, we're too ADD and stuff to have that happen. We got to have stuff coming out. Got to have it coming out. So. What we like to do is we do a bonus episode on those, which is a lot more like one of our Patreon episodes. And this week, it is Matt's turn to get a bonus episode. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt and just let him take it away. All right. So I, I got I, I got the opportunity to, to hijack the show. <laughs> and, um, and, and I did not, I have not, I've not told Adam... The, the subject matter of tonight's show. It's a so little scary. He <laughs> is hearing it for the first time, so you can get his reaction. And he just took a drink. I wish I had just yelled it out so I could get a spit <laughs> take when I say it. Spit all over his microphone. Yeah, that would have been great. So tonight, because I'm in charge, we are going to do... Superhumans. Oh my God. <laughs> How did I not see this coming? <laughs> you know what? I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh man. It just, it came to me. It came to me that I thought this is your opportunity and this will be so great. To just drop on him. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you don't if you don't know that this is this has been a running joke for the last four years. Yep. Um, about me pushing to do a show on superhumans and Adam always going, nah, you know. <laughs> we even we even had the audience vote 
on what <laughs> subject they wanted. Dragons or superhumans? And dragons won by a mile. <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was vindicated at that point. <laughs> And it's not that well, I, I don't think it's a cool topic. It it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I was dragging it on mostly just to poke at you. Yeah. But, you know, um, I, I, had, I put these together and, and I, I put them together in such a way that so we've got some examples uh, from from different thing different areas that would that would cause somebody to be oddly uh, superior Right. In, in some fashion, um, leaving a little bit of room for us to kind of discuss this. Um, you know, we're not necessarily talking about people with magic powers. Uh, nobody's been bitten by a uh, radioactive spider or fallen into a vat of some kind of crazy goo. And that we know of. like that that we know of. OK, but um, but some people just have this uncanny ability to do things not just a little better but way better than what humans typically would do right so, so our, our first example uh we're, we're going to talk about genetic mutations now when you when you hear genetic mutations it, there's a negative connotation there i mean everybody thinks about that that's not good you know that something something is wrong not always. Right. Sometimes yeah. a genetic mutation works in your favor. Like for for example, the Finnish Olympic skiing champion uh, Iro uh, Mantra Mantiranta. Whoa, what a name! I should have practiced that more. <laughs> um, you did well. Now, unfortunately, uh, Iro was the first Finnish sportsman to test positive for hormone doping. But he probably didn't need that because he had a genetic superpower. Uh, along with other members of his extended family, Eero had a condition resulting from the mutation in the erythropoietin gene, the erythropoietin receptor gene, that resulted in his ability to carry 50% more oxygen in his bloodstream. Oh, wow. Now, that is a trait that is quite advantageous in an endurance competition. Oh, yeah. And so things like cross-country skiing, it's, it's all about endurance. And so if you can hold more oxygen, you can go for a heck of a lot longer. I would love to have that. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Now, this next one is um, Michael Lotito. Now, he was a French entertainer known as Monsieur... Ma I, I'm, my French is terrible. <laughs> Let, I'm just going to give you the translation. Mr. Eats All. Hmm. Okay? Now, throughout his career, Michael ate all manner of non-consumable objects made from everything like glass, rubber, metal which he would often accompany by downing mineral oil. Sure. I know uh. what I know what drinking mineral oil does. Yeah. So I hope he didn't eat any bullets. Right. <laughs> Feel bad for his toilet, man. <sighs> That's like uh, Terrare. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, want to eat anything that's not food. But one of his most impressive feats was consuming an entire Cessna 150 airplane. Wow. Which which he ate in small bits over the course of two years. Wow. Can you imagine walking up and be like, hey, I'm going to eat this airplane. Yeah. And then and then saying, well, it'll, it'll take me two years, but I'll get to it. That's, yeah. That's I mean, the thing. How do, how do you eat an airplane? One bite at a time. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say that it's a lot like uh, Adam Carolla always makes the joke that if you want to do anything, do it in steps. How do you eat an airplane? Very slowly. One yeah. piece at a time. And That's I right. mean, it, it's true. Yeah. It took him two years to do it, but he did it. I, now there, I don't care how long you gave me. I would not be able to finish an entire airplane. I'm not even going to start. I just don't like the taste of you. tires. You know, I'd get to the tires <laughs> and have to bow out. I mean. That's what I was going to say. I'd start there. You know, <laughs> or like, yeah, once I'm done with the tires, you know, and I start, uh, well, I guess I'm going to move to the seats. Yeah. I tell you what, man, I'll, I'll get everything. You finish the tires and the seats since I don't like the taste of that. You can have those. <laughs> but there were a couple things in play here. First, Michael appeared to have suffered from a condition known as pica, which we've yeah. mentioned before, uh, which is a disorder characterized by the appetite for non-consumable foods like dirt, rocks and metals. But what might makes Michael truly notable is the abnormally thick lining in his stomach and intestines that made it possible for him to eat sharp metal objects and con- consume toxic substances, which would have killed anyone else. Mm-hmm. Do you think when he got to the tires of the airplane, he's like, oh, man, this is a good year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now, now this next one uh, I, I thought was pretty interesting that he made the list. Ozzy Osbourne. Huh. And the question is, why is Ozzy still alive? It's a valid <laughs> you know, question. For, for someone who, by his own admission, has drunk, smoked, popped, snorted, and injected copious amounts of substances over the years, how has he not managed to completely destroy his body? And and yet, you know, he's he's still around. Right. The answer may be due to his mutant superpower um that that, that was discovered back in 2010. Ozzy had his genome sequenced and researchers said they found several several gene variants never seen before. They are, perhaps unsurprisingly, found in regions of the genome associated with alcoholism and how the body absorbs methamphetamine and other recreational drugs. Wow. So he was born to do that then. He was born to do it. And wow. And perhaps not suffer the, the crippling effects of long-term drug use. Right. And, and alcoholism. Wow. Um, pretty amazing. That is, I, you know, I, I, I had no idea. I, I thought I knew a lot about Ozzy, but I had no idea about that. That's amazing. Now, some people just have super bodies. They're like me. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you're you're incredible. I'm you know, a that specimen. Just, y'all will see when the when the Graveyard Tales nude calendar comes out. <laughs> you know, Adam has super body. <laughs> um, but but some people their bodies are just they're they're built differently, and they're able to do things that normal people shouldn't be able to do, like Joe Cameron of Whitebridge, Scotland. She says she has never in her life felt physical pain. Oh, wow. That's always fascinating to me. I know. But she says she described she described childbirth as a considerable stretch. But I'd say so. Yeah. (laughs) But but she uh, she relays an account um, from being in the hospital just prior to her hip replacement surgery. Uh, She says the anesthesiologist told her that she would probably need more pain medication than she did during her first operation. She was willing to bet that she wouldn't. And sure enough, when the doctor came into her room to check on her, she smiled and said, no painkillers and no pain. Oh, wow. Now, Joe says it's not uncommon for her to find bruises on her body. She doesn't recall getting and doesn't realize she's burning herself on a hot pan until she smells burning flesh. Oh, that would that would be the drawback is right not knowing when you're doing something stupid yeah yeah not realizing you're hurting yourself yeah now after undergoing testing at university college hospital it was determined that joe had an abundance of anadamide in her body now anadamide is a fatty acid neurotransmitter and the first endocannabinoid to be discovered now with all that's been in the news in the last few years i think everybody has heard the term cannabinoid yep well this anadamide is also the receptor that thc acts upon so joe says along with feeling no pain she also feel feels no fear or anxiety and and these are things that medical marijuana has been touted to treat right now during an interview with the guardian joe says that she believes her father had the same condition since he never complained about an old war wound and was generally a happy open-minded person hmm so it is hereditary then yeah quite possibly um pretty amazing this this overabundance of this neurotransmitter actually prevents you from feeling pain. That's wild. I know. I know. But I can see where that could be quite dangerous. You know, if there's a lot of things that I don't do because I know it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I don't know that it's going to hurt because it's never hurt before, I may push something a little too far. Yep. But at the time of this interview, Joe was about 72 years old, so she had managed to, you know, to live a pr- live a pretty long life without any any substantial problem. But this next guy, man, this is crazy. And I I know we can't we can't show you the video here for the the people watching the video, but you need to go find it. it it's it's Master Ho, okay? And Master Ho is a Kung Fu master, 
But his kicks and punches aren't the only thing to be concerned about if you wind up in a fight with him. All he needs to do is give you the finger. No, hmm. not that. Not that one. Not the one I'm okay. good at. <laughs> no, his index finger. Master Ho has a finger of steel. Really? You know, which I thought, how do you know that you've got a really strong finger? Yeah. You know, do the elevator doors close faster for you? Right. You know, did the you, Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy become a donut because you poked him too hard? <laughs> You're picking your nose and break your nose. <laughs> That's right. But Master Ho can pierce coconuts using only his index finger. Hmm. And you you have to see this, okay? I mean, I could tell you all day. You got to see this. Him jabbing his finger into a coconut. That's I mean, crazy. It is, it is crazy. Now, he says he trained by poking trunks of banana trees, which I've got banana trees in my yard. They yeah. have a trunk that's pretty stinking hard. But he gradually worked his way up to coconuts. Now, we know that coconuts are hard. But did you know that researchers from Malaysia actually produced bulletproof body armor from coconut sheath? I didn't know that. Yeah, it actually works. That gives you an idea of just how hard that coconut sheath really is. Yeah. And and Master Ho can poke his finger right through it. Wow. Now, on June 21st, 2009, he pierced Four coconuts in 30.81 seconds. Whew. Now that put him in the Guinness Book of World Records. Which I thought that why why is there a record for most coconuts poked by right. your finger? Right. He must have created that. Cause... Of course he did. There's nobody else out here trying this. I'm not. No. You know. Not without a not without a hammer drill. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So two years later, on April 21st, he broke his own record by piercing four coconuts in 12.15 seconds. Wow. Okay? Now, he cut it in more more than in half. Yeah. I mean, he That's is just bam, jamming bam, this bam, bam. finger. <laughs> it is insane. Wow. You actually see the coconut milk, like, spurting out once he gets his finger in there. It's nuts. That's wild. Okay? I mean, imagine if he walked up to you and just went, hey, excuse me, and just jabbed his finger right through your shoulder. And yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Right in your forehead, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like the human, uh, the the thing they use to shoot cattle with, you know, <laughs> right between the eyes, you know. Hmm. <laughs> nuts. It's coconuts, actually. Yeah. Um, very nuts. Cocoa nuts. <laughs> now, this next guy is John Ferraro. He's also known as Gino Martino. Um, and, it, you know, he's pretty hard-headed. Not stubborn. He's literally hard-headed. Gino has an incredibly strong skull, allowing him to break concrete over his head. Wow. Now, his feat of having 45 concrete blocks split over his head put him in the Guinness Book of World Records. 
Now, Hammerhead, as some call him, even had bowling balls dropped on his head from 15 feet. Why? I I don't know, but I you know if he could have these concrete blocks, you know what else could I do? True. My thing is you're 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 beginning to get you're, you're walking a thin line of I'm gonna try this, but it could kill me. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I how do you find out you have something like that though? That's my thing. Do you just like trip one day and you break a wall? You know? You, yeah, you, I don't know. I'm I, guessing he probably was goofing around, you know, as a kid and headbutted somebody or, like you said, fell and busted his head through the wall or something. And we're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it didn't hurt. And yeah. it, like a cartoon, you put your head through a brick wall. <laughs> but but Ferraro was studied by Harvard Harvard Medical School which determined through an MRI that his skull measured 16 millimeters thick, which is over 2.3 times more than the average human skull, making it one of the thickest skulls ever x-rayed. Wow. Wow. So I guess, you know, he's got a really thick skull, means he's got a smaller brain, um, so he could try this kind of stuff. <laughs> that That makes a lot of sense. You know, that's how you get the idea of, hey, crawl up there. No, a little bit higher. Now, drop yeah. that bowling ball on my head. <laughs> yeah, drop it. I'm going to headbutt it like a soccer ball. Are you sure, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got this. We got this. <laughs> now, some people, they they don't have some some physical attribute. Um they, they may not have a, a genetic mutation that gives them some kind of crazy superpower. But have you ever met somebody that just seems gifted? They have a talent that they never seem to practice. You know, someone who picks up a guitar for the first time and is suddenly plucking out a tune. Yep. Or the guy that can hit three-pointers with ease the first time he ever picks up a basketball. Now, these superhumans have a mental gift that is so uncanny People routinely test their ability, and they rarely fail. Hmm. Now, Scott Flansburg of Scottsdale, Arizona, is the Guinness World Record holder as the fastest human calculator. And that's a record he's he held for 20 years. Now, Scott says, I was just a regular nine-year-old pupil when my teacher wrote a list of two-digit numbers for the class to add together. My teacher could tell I wasn't paying attention, so as she explained how numbers are carried over, so she decided to make an example of me by picking me out and sending me up to the board. The standard way to find the total of lots of numbers is to line them up and work downwards, right to left. But I assume that you could do it in the same way you read a sentence, from left to right. And I found out that I could. By the age of 10, my math teachers were letting me come up with ideas rather than trying to teach me. I could see all these patterns and started discovering methods of multiplication that worked. Scott says he sticks to arithmetic, sums, and numbers and has never gone on to study more advanced math. But an MRI scan of his brain puzzled doctors who noticed that the 
the Broadman area, 44, was four times larger than normal. Broadman area 44 is responsible for semantic memory, like recognizing names of colors, understanding how to put words together to form sentences, knowing how to use scissors or remembering what a dog is. I mean, you think about it. You look at something and you you, you look at two plus two. You automatically know that's four. You don't have to add it up. You don't right. have to count on your fingers. You just know. So the area of your brain that holds on to that is much, much larger in Scott. Hmm. So it allows him to work these calculations and see these patterns to come up with solutions much faster than, you know, you or I could do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Scott Mine says must that be a lot smaller than average. Because I have yeah. numbers are not my thing. I have a hard time. You know, I can do words. I, I'm, I mean, hell, we we use words in our jobs here. That that's what we do. But numbers, I just I don't know why, but get too many numbers and I start getting confused and. Yeah. I'm okay. My dad is pretty amazing when it comes to doing math in his head. My granddad and, was. And he does the same thing. He has these little tricks that mm-hmm. work. And, you know, that's what he does to, you know, quickly add up numbers or find percentages. That's That always amazed me is how he could calculate a percentage. Yeah. And I don't mean like 10%. I mean like 33%. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. He could just do it right there in his head quickly. Now, if you're as old as me, uh, you remember the sitcom Taxi. Adam, do you remember Taxi? I do. I didn't okay. didn't watch it much, but I do remember it. Yeah. Well, one of the stars is also a superhuman. And before you guess, it's not Tony Danza. Well, dang. <laughs> but actress Mary Lou Henner is only one of 25 confirmed cases of hyperthymesia, which allows her to pinpoint the smallest details of her life on nearly any given day. Oh, wow. Now, she has appeared on television to speak about her amazing memory and and has had it tested. You give her a date, any date, and Mary Lou can tell you what day of the week it was, what she ate, what she wore, who she spoke to, and on and on. That's incredible. it, It doesn't have to be anything special. She just remembers without even trying. Now, there are times I can't remember what I ate for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Or or even if I ate breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, our brains are wired to forget mundane details that aren't vitally important. Right. But for people with hyperthymesia, nothing is mundane and nothing is forgotten. That's crazy. I, I you know, I, I have a lot of crap rattling around in my head. But mm-hmm. if you ask me what I was doing on, you know, June 3rd, 1987, I'm not going to be able to tell you. Yep. Well, and there's, there's a lot of stuff. I'm kind of glad I forgot, you know, and I'm sure that's the way it is with a lot of people. It it would, I think it, it almost might be a curse if you can remember absolutely everything that you did at every moment of every day. Oh, I know. I know. 
I mean, to just just to never ever forget the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just that blows me away. She doesn't even have to pay attention. It just it it just sticks and it never comes out. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of crap. I want to forget. Yeah, right. <laughs> but these are just some examples in some different areas where superhumans exist, and. I mean, you know, some of them are crazy and silly. Some of them are just oddly unique. Some people, as we've talked about, have have a have a brain issue that allows them to do these things. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if if you've um, you know ever seen the 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 movie Rain Man, you understand how some individuals with autism have this strange ability to to remember things to. To be mm-hmm. able to uh, play music that they've never played before, yep. or you know, to 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 look at look at something and and be able to count how many are there. I mean, just odd things that most people could never even dream of being able to do. Right, and, and then it, then go ahead. It kind of reminds me of. Do you? Um, I don't know if you ever heard of these people, but they have an accident or something. And then when they recuperate from the accident, all of a sudden they can speak Chinese or, you know, they get hit in the head and they, they never took a lick of Spanish. And now they, they, they can, uh, speak fluent Spanish. Like it was their native language. Yeah. Oh, I've got one of these. Oh yeah. Okay. So what language um, can you speak? I can't. Oh. <laughs> I can speak English and very poorly, I might add. <laughs> right. um, but um, this didn't happen directly to me, but it happened with a speech therapist that that I know. And he was working with a patient that had had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And so um, that particular day, the first thing he asked him to do was, OK, uh, I want you to recite the alphabet. And this guy starts just right out going uh alpha beta and rattles off the entire greek alphabet and when he's done he just looks and at sh- in shock and just hmm. like and uh mark said he said did you know the greek alphabet and he's like not that i ever knew <laughs> <laughs> wow. but he rattled it off um I, I I did have a patient one time that um, had had a stroke. She was bilingual. She spoke English and Spanish. And after that, she could not understand English, but could clearly understand Spanish. Oh, wow. So I, I had to have a translator to work with her. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know, she spoke fluent English, but not only can't she can't speak it now. Um, she uh, she can't understand it. Hmm. But yet could still understand Spanish. Yeah. It's amazing what what can happen with the brain. And it makes me wonder in cases like that where you have an accident, you have a near death experience, something and you come back with uh the ability to speak a different language. Yeah. It makes me think, is it possible that the theory is correct where your brain is not consciousness it's a filter for consciousness Mm. and when you have a problem Mm -hmm. like that 
you've changed your filter and you've tuned into something else and you're picking it up from the worldwide consciousness. And now your brain switch channels a little bit and it's like you're sitting in between two channels now and you're able to pick up Mandarin as well. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you compare some of these people to like comic book superheroes, you know, some of, some of their powers aren't that far off. You know, you think about like, like Wolverine, he could heal remarkably fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people that heal incredibly fast, not, not, you know, fast enough to be able to shoot knives out of their knuckles, but, uh, but they do heal fast. Um, you know, so, so there's, there's similarities here that make these people seem superhuman and, and I, and you know about this, Adam, but I'm going to announce it on the show. Um, I, I have a superpower. Okay. Um, you know how, uh, how COVID, um, affects your smell mm-hmm. and taste. Okay. Well, I lost smell and taste when I had COVID back in November. Yep. And taste came back and then smell came back, but I can no longer smell poop or farts. That's right. I remember that. That is my superpower. You lucky dog. I cannot smell the litter box. I cannot smell the bulldog's fart. I, I can walk into a truck stop bathroom and I, sm- I smell nothing. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember you telling me that. And it's that I wish I had that because <laughs> doo doo is my kryptonite, as you know. <laughs> and if I could get rid of that, that would be great. It's just, I, I just, I keep thinking it's just going to come back one day and it hasn't. But I, I can smell other things that are, that are, gross like i can smell skunks i can smell a car burning oil i mean i i can smell all of that rotten eggs i can smell it can't smell poop can't smell farts that's amazing (laughs) so so jealous you you heard it here i have revealed my true identity (laughs) (laughs) he is the (laughs) anti-poop oh i'm i'm the i'm the arch villain of uh the the one who dealt it you remember that (laughs) for I don't. <laughs> what was the name of that movie? It had Ben Stiller and uh, oh, the uh, William H Macy was the digger, and he like he, he had that shovel and the chest protector, the catcher's chest protector. What was the name of that damn movie? Uh, somebody, somebody knows. I can't remember. Yeah, it was somebody some, Mystery Men. Oh, okay. Mystery Men was it? Yeah. <laughs> What Pee Wee Herman was talking about, the one who dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, y'all will so, have to forgive me real quick. They are for some reason shooting off fireworks in my neighborhood already. Um, yeah. And when you hear this, it'll be after um, July fourth. But we're recording this before the fourth. Yeah. And I don't know why, but they're just shooting them off and my dogs are going crazy so there might be you might hear the dogs you might hear the fireworks my stupid neighbors sorry yeah. all week for, since june 20th i've i have heard fireworks every night because up here 
June 20th is when the license begins to sell fireworks. Yeah. So all of the all of the fireworks stands open on June 20th. They close on July 5th. And from the 20th to the 5th, it's all you hear. In fact, in my neighborhood, we, we hear it, you know, for the next two or three weeks after. And my dogs hate them. Yep. Um, we always say Boone. Boone does not like the booms. No. But anyway, no. I, I hope you enjoyed this. I get to hijack the show and 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 talk about superhumans. Um, you know, as Adam said, we we don't like to have back to back weeks where there's no new content for our listeners, and so this is just one of these things. This is much like one of our Patreons. So if you enjoyed this show, um. You may want to check out uh, becoming a patron mm-hmm. and looking at the pretty large uh, catalog of episodes that we have. Um, and for our top tier members, you actually get to see the video now uh, of us doing the show, the regular shows, the Patreon shows. Um, right. So yeah, you, you you get a little bit more and you're helping out the show. And Adam and I greatly appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Graveyard Tales. That's right. And um, while you're at it, you can go over. Uh, if you're looking for that link, you can go to uh, graveyardpodcast.com and you can find the link to become a patron, but you can also find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise and you can listen to the show. So check out that website, um, you know, to find out all of that stuff. Um, don't forget to rate and review us. On iTunes, it is the easiest way for Graveyard Tales to come up the charts, which just makes it easier for people to find. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. And until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon. All right. So, Matt, did you know that KFC has actually asked scientists to edit the chicken genome no why yeah they want something crisper 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 is the um gene editing system oh i need to be smarter to get this (laughs) 